This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon Jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm RJ Live in Las Vegas, live on a Monday, live on 226 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Wow. This is uh, back when I was gambling uh, exclusively, and all I was doing was batting, and this has been, you know, 20 years ago. I This was always, the, there was two days or two little sections of time you had a break. One was the Friday of the NBA All-Star Game. And it was like some big day. You know, if you had a girlfriend or whatever, or white, it was like, hey, we can go have, you know, lunch, go to the mall. And then they ended up, you know, they used to have just Ivy League games on that Friday. But then it was like, no, 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 we got to have more college basketball. And then all of a sudden it wasn't an off day. And then it's really the All-Star break of baseball. 
uh, there's not a ton of action. So it gives us an opportunity to not go over games or events, but talk NFL concepts, talk NBA concepts. The old saying is you give a man a fish sandwich, he eats that day. You teach a man to fish, he eats forever. Well, this is a good time to talk about a little fishing because, you know, the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman, grew up in Texas. So you fished, right? Uh, not very much. Hunted? Not much fishing you for hunt? the fan who beats him. I did hunt when I was young, yeah. yeah you seem soft if you didn't hunt. In Texas, everybody, oh, every kid hunts, even the city kids. <laughs> he is the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. Thanks, RJ. Great to be here today. Optimism for KD's return to Brooklyn grows. Pete Alonzo favored to win his third straight home run derby, and Russell Westbrook and his agent part ways. What is the Vegas lead? Yeah, you'll be having a pick in the home run derby, right? I will have a pick. Yeah. Is it the favorite? It is not the favorite. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> you know what dawned on me? You're more like Jack, Jackie Martling than I ever realized from the oh, house. I don't know how to take that. Well, it's like when we were talking before the show, you know, Jackie was always famous for uh, he loved money and he was more than willing to compromise for it. And that's not that's not you. That's not you. But but he also he really counted other people's money. Like if someone made money, you go, ooh. And when we were going over the idea of, you know, the four hundred and forty million that was turned down by a twenty three year old, you're like, four hundred and forty million like it was a Jackie moment, wouldn't you say? I guess so, yeah. I was, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was pocket-watching Juan Soto, yep. You were flabbergasted. So we're not going to start there. I think we start Vegas lead is Westbrook because I believe this story is emblematic of some of the problems with the mainstream NBA media. So let's start there. All right, let's start with that. Thad Fouché of Wasserman, uh, the eight longtime agent for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, they've parted ways, citing irreconcilable differences and suggested there was no longer full alignment with Westbrook on where he should be next season. Well, I hope Westbrook had a prenup to start with. Um, <laughs> I believe the following, that oftentimes the things that we love about a person in the public eye and we're talking athletes now so let's say the athlete is often what causes things we don't like about them so a simple thing is hey we like men who work hard but we don't like men who don't pay spend enough time with their kids but oftentimes those go together sure um, and you can think of a lot of stuff that applies where you think, okay, to achieve, you know, Michael Jordan, who was uh, maniacally competitive, intensely competitive, but he was the type to do his Hall of Fame speech and be still calling out grievances. So people are like, man, this is the day. You're the go and you're going to the Hall of Fame and you're worried about this grievance or that grievance. It's like that's why he is the GOAT. Right? It, it comes as a package deal. So, AJ, when I am acting a little extreme, you just think package deal and it will calm you a little <laughs> bit. Just go to that safe place. But, Good call. But the, but the reality is, I believe with Westbrook, all of the things that he's being criticized for now and 
you know, we call him the way we see him here. Colin is leading that brigade right here in FSR. Now, if you agree with it, and I agree with what he's saying. I mean, like a lot of his conclusions, you, they're almost undebatable. Westbrook is not, does not play well with others at this point. He is a stubborn player. The question is, is that a sign of a, a failing on his part? Is that a character flaw on Westbrook's part? Or is that what comes with the package that delivered all the good? And I believe it's that. And I want to get into it, but let's start, AJ, with your broad assessment before you hear what I'm going to say. Like, how do you see that, I guess, um, life reality that, 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 that the characteristics that we all often don't like are the source of what we do like in people? I 100% agree with that. And a lot of people say Russell Westbrook is stubborn and difficult to work with. But I think that's how Russell Westbrook got to where he was by being stubborn and, and doing things his way. Yeah. And my question is, I get the whole point that once you enter the club of fame and riches, that it's not fair. I mean, life isn't fair in general. As Eastwood said in The Unforgiven, deserves got nothing to do with it. But I think that it's a little bit more fair that it's unfair to the rich people and the publicly known people because they are benefiting from their notoriety and fame. And thus, if there's an additional cost to it, that's part of it. Um, Now, the poor, the the sad people are the ones that are kind of famous but can't make any money from it. You know, like, you know, to some degree, the Jersey Shore people, they're Wow is famous. I don't know how much money JWoww is making from being JWoww right now. I haven't heard the word J, the, the name JWoww in like four years, but I can tell you. I actually was, heard the, the Jersey Shore stars complaining actually this week that the MTV's rebooting Jersey Shore with new with new characters, and none of the old characters are happy about it. Well, yeah, when your hairline is 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 way back there, I mean, you know, they made a mistake with Dylan McKay. And, I mean, they're not going to do that, you know, start a guy in high school that's got, like, a widow's peak going on or whatever. <laughs> but, but, the, but the fact, though I love Dylan, I can't lie. But the fact of the matter is, is that fame comes with responsibility and benefits. And Westbrook has entered that, you know, for a long time, been in the strata of you got FU money, so we're going to say FU to you. You know, if you got FU money, you get a lot of FUs from people without FU money might be the way to think about it because that's how they feel good, right? It's like their one sense of, hey, I'll go on Twitter and start yelling at Elon Musk that he's too conservative, and I figure that's going to ruin his day. It's like, okay. But the fact is some people do get affected by that, and I would make the case that Westbrook, if you listen to the commentary on Westbrook in the media – what percentage of bad would you say it is? Where it's it's critical, it's negative. A ninety percent. All right, I agree. So how does it make sense that ninety percent of it is negative, and we got a guy that if he is looking at his career, it is so far above and beyond what was expected that it's it's almost like they should be doing an AB, you know, kind of a TV movie of the week about it. I mean, this was the guy, we looked it up, McKenzie. He was, what, ranked 130th in his class coming out of high school? 137th, yep. Yeah. So there was 136 other players in that one class, that one age group, that one grade that were better than him. All right? And then he goes to play in college, 
does pretty well, gets drafted high. You know, what was he, fourth or what? A high draft choice. So by OKC. Now, that in itself, to go from 137 to being, you know, in the top five of the draft, because it's a, in theory the draft is one year of people, right? It doesn't matter if they come out after the freshman. Right. It's, it's, it's a different group, but it's still one year, one draft class. That's a hell of a jump. And how did he get compensated for that? Well, he got his rookie contract, and it was good money. But let's be honest. When you're whacking it up where half goes to the government and X goes to your manager, who hopefully he had a prenup, as we said, and for after the fact. But the reality is that first contract would have made him fine. But he was he'd be driving, you know, a thirty thousand dollar car when he's 50 if that was all the money he had made. And that's if he's lucky. Right. A lot of people lose their money. Then to and we'll keep this short. Russell Westbrook went on to do something twice that no one has done since Oscar Robinson and the big O. We can sit there and say triple doubles are a counting stat. Triple doubles don't make any sense. Well, I tell you this, Michael Jackson, oh, Michael Jackson, Magic Johnson, I don't know about Michael Jackson's triple doubles, but he had, <laughs> you know, he had like uh, triple gold records, but <laughs> Magic Johnson Built a career on triple doubles. There was, it wasn't even a stat till they started keeping it with him. But the assumption was, if you can do it all, that's the stat that it's going to ring up on. And before Westbrook did it, if we would have polled people and said, "How sanctified is that triple double record?" and if one person and one person alone achieves it, how grand of an accomplishment is that going to be? What do you think the response would have been at the time? I mean, it would have been that if, if only one person is going to do it, it's a, it's one of the most incredible feats ever. I would agree. I mean, if year Michael couldn't do it, LeBron couldn't do it, Magic couldn't do it, even Magic that loved triple doubles couldn't do it. But one guy in the future, let's say, will. I don't think the answer would have been, well, we're going to realize it's a BS stat and dismiss it. In fact, we're going to be aggressively negative about it because it won him an MVP and we don't like that he won an MVP. I don't think that would have been the answer. Yeah, if, if LeBron James had done it with the same numbers, no one would have said it's a BS stat. Now, what's fascinating, and I agree with you, what's fascinating is there's a couple of instances, supposedly, of him aggressively getting a rebound that's uncontested. You know, his, other, his teammates were there, and, but he wanted it. And maybe that is the we could maybe microcosm that moment and say that's the problem. And that's why he hasn't won. And let's set that aside and say maybe we will do that. But the handful of instances that he, quote unquote, padded his stats, that Westbrook did things that wasn't about winning, because every time you score a bucket, it helps you win or almost every time there's very niche situations. You don't want to score. You just want to hold the ball or whatever. Okay, but for the most part, every time you score. You help your team. Every time you gain an assist, you help your team. Every time you get a rebound, you help your team. Thus, if you fill up the stat sheets, as they say, you've helped your team. If you can identify a couple of times it wasn't about helping the team, it was about you trying to get the triple-double, it's very reasonable to be negative towards that, to indict them on that. But if you count the number of times that was the case... It's, he still would have had a triple-double and not even close to missing it without them. 
So you might not like the mentality that led him to do that, to not make it about the team, but make it about his numbers. But it didn't really affect the triple-double on the season. So still he remains, not doing it once, but twice, two successive years, something that no one has done. When was the last... Hey, Mackenzie, check the last time Oscar did that. I, I don't even know if it was the 70s. I think it might have been the late 60s. So to me... Any effort to diminish that triple, double, triple, double, the double, triple, double is to utter BS. What do you think? I, I agree with that. And uh, looking back, Oscar Robertson, 1961-62 season was the triple, oh double God. season. When it was his last year? I thought he played like to 74. That's interesting. He also did it in 67, but that was the last time. Not in the yeah. 70s, never happened in the 80s, etc. When did he quit playing Oscar? 74 was his last yeah, season. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so this was early in his career, and he wasn't able to replicate it. And no. if you look at, well, I guess he did it twice, but he after once, that, yeah. Yeah, so he only did it twice in his career. Yes. Okay, Oscar Robinson twice, Russell Westbrook twice. No huh. one else. The Big O is held in amazing esteem. Now, he's before my time, so I don't have a great sense of him, but I, I knew that. I knew the triple-double. And... I remember this like slack-jawed speculation about could someone do it? It'd be amazing. It'd be the consummate player that has it all. But not when Westbrook does it. We don't like it. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, and Mackenzie can look at this. Look at the points per game or the number of possessions in 67, and look at the possessions the last year Westbrook did it, I bet the possessions are like 10% higher in 67, is my guess. So, you know, obviously in the the 90s, when they were having games 95 to 85, right, it it would have been harder to do. But the speculation was always, well, the faster the game gets, the better chance there is that someone's going to do it. But I believe that probably of the four years it's ever been done in history, and again, we're talking about a triple-double on the season, the four years it's ever been done in history, my guess is that Westbrook has the slowest two years, meaning the least amount of possessions. Now, I could be wrong. But let's agree, AJ, it takes a lot of contortion to diminish this accomplishment. Now, the people have done it. They've contorted. But at least straight out of Vegas-wise, we think it's a heck of an accomplishment. Would you agree? No, yeah, no doubt. The the accomplishment in itself, if you especially if you separate the player from it, which people don't want to do, but if you separate the player from it, it's an incredible achievement. No, but no way around. Why it. would you have? You mean separate the player because they're biased, not because it's necessarily exactly. justified to be critical? All right, so right. Ta- I think people. I think people just have a bias against Russell Westbrook. So because he's the one who accomplished this, they want to find a way to diminish it. I think that's well said. Let's take our first break. When we come back. I will explain why I believe it's happening, that diminishment, and why I think it's patently unfair to Westbrook. Stay tuned. Deal with a dead battery. Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution in America's number one battery destination. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. 
VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you you telling me? The whole time. (laughs) And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you, or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, for Forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express Employment puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com, ExpressPros.com today. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, then the heaven's gonna fall. The government runs the business. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of eggs. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Deal with Dead Battery. Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're in battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. Great day to join. We're talking about Westbrook and 
what made him an MVP and is that the same characteristics that's causing him trouble now how would we encapsulate what those or describe what those characteristics are is I think it's his willingness to have a lot of people the market everyone disagree with him and him say you're wrong I believe in myself and I think that is a double-edged sword for sure this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus, and we appreciate the support, and we'll keep working extra hard to live up to it. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. 103, the neon is flowing. We've been talking about Russell Westbrook parting ways with longtime agent Thad Fouché, uh, citing irreconcilable differences. So, AJ, usually when you have a tough name to pronounce, you butcher it. How did you did you spend a little time with the phonetic spelling on this one? Uh, McKenzie spent a little time with the with the phonetic spelling. That's hey, he got you the information. He did. That's, that's good. See, you can do it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how has Westbrook's stubbornness served him? Well, he was, as we said, 137th recruit, let ranked in his class coming out of high school. He was the a top five pick. So he, through his college years, his stock went way, way up. Now, when he got to the NBA, we talked about his triple-double. Mackenzie, did we find the pace stats on those four? There's only been four seasons in the history of the NBA with a triple-double uh, on the season. Two by Oscar Robinson, two by Westbrook. How, how were the pace those years? Modern pace, there's about 10% less possessions per Game. It doesn't go all the way back to the 60s, so I had to extrapolate from the early 70s, but at least 10% less possessions that Westbrook got his triple-double season in. Okay, so in theory, if you wanted to normalize between the years, and again, we'll broad-stroking it here, you would add 10% to Westbrook's numbers, and that would be fair? Yes. Okay, so it's even more, or, or subtract from Oscars, and I wonder if he even would have had triple-doubles on that. Why don't you try that? Do .9 times Oscar numbers and see what happens. Though, I guess it'd be a little different. It'd be 110 divided by 100, and you know, or it'd be um, 100 divided by 110, not 90%, but like 91-1 or whatever. Okay, we're straight out of Vegas. We'll see, but it does, you know, this is all now out in the stratosphere of one guy in the last 50, or, you know, 50 years has done this, but somehow it's been diminished. Why is it being diminished? So, AJ, let me ask you that. Not talking about anyone in particular, because Colin certainly is not the only one that's anti-Westbrook. He just says it more compellingly than most. That's why he's so good at what he does. Um, how would you characterize the reasons that there seems to be bias against Westbrook? I think what you said about him, people not thinking he was a deserving MVP, I think because he's not uh, he's not a guy who who fans have have grasped onto as like one of the the, the likable guys in the league. I don't totally get it. I, I think Russ Westbrook's a fun player. I don't know that I've ever considered him one of like the two or three best in the league, but I think that he's almost been underrated because of the way that fans view him. Yeah, I think likability is oftentimes, and I think if you watch Winning Time on HBO about the Lakers, the rookie season for Magic is what the first season covered, good show, is that Kareem and his willingness, and Colin talks about this, will the athlete let the fans put their arms around him? Will he, uh, will he accept the warm embrace of the fans? Now, some people might say, heck, I want a warm embrace every night. I go to the bar, it doesn't work. I would accept the warm embrace. And you know what? I think most people think that way. 
But if the player feels like what has to happen to get the warm embrace is for him to compromise his values to, to be a sellout in a way. So Kareem, and again, I don't have any great expertise in the Kareem, but obviously he was Luau Sender. He became Kareem. There was a almost a militant edge to his political feelings. It was, you know, and, and it kind of makes sense. I don't know if that word is fair, but it feels kind of fair. And what does militant mean? It means hardcore. It means it's life and death. And in a lot of ways, politics is different for people as they move up the socioeconomic ladder. For rich people, politics is about you know keeping their taxes low for the most part. For the most part. For most of them. And then, you know, for the lower class, it's am, am I going to be able to stay alive sometimes? Right? Am I going to have that support system? Kareem was more than fine staying alive, but for the people that he felt akin to, his people, it, it, it life and death is not an unfair statement. So the fact that he was militant maybe makes sense. But the fans don't want that. They want to have fun, you know, with it. Or they want a guy who politically they can agree with. So... And usually the fans in the NBA and the players are different, you know, socioeconomically, which I think is a disconnect, you know, where the NFL, it feels more connected. Maybe that's just marketing. You know, I don't know. But in general, Westbrook really didn't let them embrace him because he kept to his he, – he, he didn't even acquiesce. He didn't acquiesce, meaning I'm, I don't agree with this, but I'm not going to say anything about it. He seemingly made a point to say something he disagreed with whenever he did, and that put people off. Is that fair to say? I agree. Okay. Can you think of a good example of that? <sighs> I, I think that. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was, I was going to say, I, I think that when people said he needed to take more of a, a backseat role uh, when, the, when it was him and Kevin Durant and James Harden all in Oklahoma City, and he needed to take less of a role from a, an offensive or scoring standpoint to make the team a, ch- a championship team, he wasn't changing what he was doing. Yeah. There was no way he was doing that. And you know something? I do not want to glorify that because in a weird way, one of the great things about Jordan was he went from being a shoot first guy all the time to a shoot first guy 90% of the time. But the 10% difference was really important. And, you know, think about some of the winning shots. Yeah, Jordan made the last shot in the Utah series, but Paxson, you know, um, Kerr, there's still some famous shots where he's kicking out. Right. And that no ends doubt. the series effectively. Westbrook never got that gear. And maybe though OKC, the year they played Miami in the finals, were favored entering the finals and had home court advantage. They never won. And it's hard to say that this isn't been proven, meaning he wore out his welcome. Well, he didn't wear out his welcome in OKC, but he he didn't compromise. He didn't evolve into what they wanted. And now, obviously, Durant was able to do that with Golden State and won championship. He evolved. He won championships. Now, Harden hasn't evolved as much. Like, you think about it, Harden's stubborn and Westbrook is stubborn. They were on the same team. <laughs> and they yet to have a title between them. I mean, I believe right. that the criticisms are correct. But my point is, if Westbrook was any other way, he, we, will, we would not know his name. Because if he accepted what people said, if he said, huh, I don't agree with that, but a majority does. And there is a wisdom to crowd element that I just can't buck. All right. If he said that, he probably is a school teacher and a gym coach, a gym teacher right now. 
or whatever. I don't know. But he probably isn't in the NBA because the 137th guy in your senior year in high school probably doesn't typically make the NBA. Much less become a league MVP. Yeah. But as my point is, he wouldn't even be in the NBA. You're saying, hey, maybe he would get in the NBA. Maybe not. But we would hardly know his name even then. And I think that's fair. I agree. But... I'm not sure it needed to be restated. We're straight out of Vegas. But, AJ, you got a pretty strong example of, of this just recently. Well, yeah, and the, the agent, the, who Dad Fouché, who made, he had a quote, now with the possibility of a fourth trade in four years, the marketplace is telling the Lakers they must add additional value with Russ in any trade scenario. And even then, such a trade may require Russ to immediately move on from the new team via buyout. Yes. My belief is that this type of transaction only serves to diminish Russ's value, and his best option is to stay, the, stay with the Lakers, embrace the starting role and support that Darvin Ham publicly offered. Russ is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he will prove that again before he's retired. Now, when you look at the fact that they split, he and the agent split based on irreconcilable differences, it tells you Russ doesn't think he should stay with the Lakers. He believes that that's not his best option. And what does it what would it mean to stay with the Lakers? What does it mean to move on in his, in his eyes? I think in his eyes, staying with the Lakers means playing a role that he's not comfortable playing, focusing in on defense, yes. letting LeBron and Anthony Davis be the heroes, and you just do the dirty work. I don't think Russ views himself as that guy. I agree. That's well said. So now what he's saying is, though it will be the fourth trade, it will maybe even be perceived by people to weaken me. I'm going to prove them wrong because I can't prove them wrong in L.A., because if I'm playing that, you know, uh, doing the dirty work role, I'm, I'm always going to be secondary. I'm, even if we win a title, it's going to feel diminished. Now, we might all think it'd be better to do that. But he, does, you know, he doesn't think so. You know why? Because he's very self-involved. He, I, don't, I don't throw around like t- psychiatric terms like narcissist or whatever. But I, I, it seems like he's very self-involved. And you know what? He, he'd be a gym teacher if he wasn't. And we don't have to like it now, but we have to accept that for him, it's so much better. He's, he's beat so many odds, AJ. Go ahead. Yeah, so for us to say well, this is an irrational confidence in himself, that it doesn't make any sense to the outside, like that, that's all he knows. And, and every time that someone said it's irrational that you think that, he's proven them wrong, and that's what his career has been. So why should he change it now? I, again, very well said. So let's do this. I'm going to wrap this story up profoundly i think all right here's the way i'll wrap this up if westbrook is sitting with his loved ones or by himself like citizen kane like like kane where he didn't have anyone at the end just his sled his old childhood sled and (laughs) if you haven't seen citizen kane you should see it is westbrook would say huh i came from an impoverished upbringing odds were better that i'd get killed then before I got out of that area, then me making the NBA, I was 137th in my senior rankings, best player, 137th in the country, but one class, one year. I excelled at college, got drafted in the top five. I'm a certain one by, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, and I'm one of two men in history to ever have a triple-double on a season. How in the heck can't you? I mean, who among us has that resume? 
none among us. And, no. and really, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a it's an incredible feat. It'll take me at least another five years to get there. And to me, but you know, <laughs> but to me, it's, it's in shouting distance, but it, it's not there. And the reality is that there seems to be something wrong with 90% of the criticism or of the comment on him being critical when he his only way here was the path that he took and to expect and I get it once you get in that this is how we started the conversation once you get in that superstar club you got to take the criticism but I think it's given the wrong message because if I'm a kid if I'm the next Westbrook and I'm stubborn I'm a junior in high school they're telling me I can't play NBA and they did say that I believed them I said you know you're right but (laughs) the next Westbrook isn't shouldn't believe them but if they see everyone being so critical of Westbrook what 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 incentive does that how does that influence those kids I think negatively to say you know you you should believe the hegemony yeah and I think in general the society, we can talk Democrat, Republican, we can talk rich, poor, we can talk black, white. There's all kind of ways to divide people up. But I think the probably the most important or one of the most important dividers you don't hear about. It's the people who benefit from when the masses follow what the powers to be say. And it's the people who benefit from a little bit of rebellion. And I'm not talking about rebellion against the government. I'm talking about saying, oh, you're saying the masks are not good for us? Certain people say, yes, yes, overlord of scientific knowledge. And others say, well, wait a minute. Why wouldn't the mask? And then one week later, the masks are good for you. In fact, if you don't wear them, you're doing an evil upon the earth. Yes, Mr. Scientific Knowledge. Yeah, there's two types. And whoever, you know, Russell Brand has a great daily kind of 10-minute podcast where he's just trying to figure everything out. He's a smart guy that went into comedy, whatever, and he's, like, not acting like an expert. He has, like, 4 million people watch it every day. It's a big thing. And it's like he's questioning these things. And you know who hates those questions the most is the powers that be, the ones who are dictating the rules. They don't want questioned. They hate it. Because oftentimes, some of the time, what they're saying isn't true. So questioning it, it's dangerous for them because they can be uncovered, exposed. Westbrook didn't buy into all of the, hey, here's the way you're supposed to be. Here's what you're supposed to believe. And you know what? Oftentimes that is, that's frustrating, especially when he's playing wrong about stuff. But, because he is sometimes. But to not acknowledge the good that came from it for him I think tells a a biased version of the story. Closing thoughts, AJ. No, I think you you wrapped it up perfectly right there. That's well said. Thank you. When we come back, we have a best bet in the all-star game home run derby. Stay tuned. Deal with a dead battery. Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're in battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution in America's number one battery destination. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. 
Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you, or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, for Forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express Employment puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com, ExpressPros.com today. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution in America's number one battery destination. A.J. has the best bet coming up in the Home Run Derby. I got to tell you guys, A.J., don't listen for 10 seconds. I got to tell you guys that I always tempt A.J. to do picks out of his wheelhouse. And I say, you got you, you owe it to the listeners. But really, in truth, I'm looking to press the green button on him and bat him. So remember, anytime he makes a bat, if I don't like this one, I can press the green button. What you were flabbergasted by, AJ, was the guy who turned down $440 million to say, nah, I, I want more than that. Tell that story, and this is what the pick is based around. Yeah, Nationals outfielder Juan Soto, 23 years old, reportedly turned down a 15-year, $440 million offer this weekend. And the, the now there's only two weeks until the trade deadline, August 2nd. So there's odds out on his next team. A lot of speculation that the Nationals are going to just be forced to trade Juan Soto, and the value is high. The Mets and Yankees, the top two favorites, the Giants plus 550, the Dodgers and Blue Jays plus 600, the next team to land. And Juan Soto, assuming he's not on uh, Washington by the trade deadline. Okay, so this is the uh, driver. This story's out recently, and he's in the home run derby. You think it matters? I do, and I've got Juan Soto minus 180 in his first-round matchup against Jose Ramirez. And Soto is super hot right now. He comes in five home runs in his last 40 at-bats. And so since July, he's hit five home runs. Ramirez has only hit five since the start of June. And Soto has experience in the home run derby. That prior experience should help him out this year. It's Ramirez's first derby. Last year, Soto hit 46 home runs and set a record for the longest home run ever hit in a home run derby hit one 520 feet alonzo pete alonzo knocked soto out in the second round but it's important to remember soto was the eight seed and went into triple overtime to beat the one seed shohei otani in the first round and i think getting kicked around in these trade talks there's a good chance for him to showcase his skills for someone who's willing to pay more than the 440 million against a first-time derby contestant i think soto has all the tools to be in the mix again juan soto minus 180 over jose ramirez in round one so you're you're laying the lumber. Laying the lumber. All right. So here's what I would say. I like the pick because I believe there's a strategy to the der- Homer Derby. They Actually, something I believe in is if someone goes deep in that Derby, when they play again, look to fade his performance because oftentimes they mess up their swing. Like they're trying to jack the ball out and it's not their normal swing. And it takes a game or two to get it back. So I think never having done this, it's going to cause apprehension and uncertainty, and you might not know how to approach it. I think that would apply more if you were betting against someone to win it because you got to have your energy at different points. But even in the first round, I think the lack of experience matters. Number two, it seems like that the toughest road you could have is go against the number one seed last year and win and then go into the second round and play the guy who ends up or face off against a guy who ends up being a two-time champion. So number one seed and then, right? So yep. it strikes me that whatever performance he's had, because it's not super impressive to make it to the second round, Soto has had the toughest road you could imagine. Thus, he's probably a little underrated. He's motivated to get his name out there, to make a show of him, himself, and he's got the experience I just don't like the 180. So I'm not going to press the green button, but I'll give a half a cosign to this one. 
Pete Alonzo plus 200, the favorite. Kyle Schwarber plus 350 second. Juan Soto third at plus 500. Good if show. you missed any of today's show, check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time, previewing the MLB All-Star Game. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy the Derby tonight. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.